Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I am Layla Mutin, your host, If you'd like to make an appointment with me, you can call the office and talk to Liz. She'll set you up. 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I'm available in person, via telephone, and via Zoom, which is kind of nice. That's working out quite well for many of you, so I'm very pleased with that experience. It's not a cold experience. It doesn't seem um, distant or very remote from the feedback that I'm getting uh, from our patients. It's pretty good how that's working out. Of course, if there are technical difficulties, okay, always have a backup phone number, but that's kind of rare. It's less than 10% of the time in my estimation. So that's pretty good. If you want to email me with questions, topics of interest, the, phone, uh, the email is radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. I want to talk to you about a couple of studies that are very interesting. And one is from the Journal of Nutrition. This came out in November of 2020 from the Journal of Nutrition. This is very interesting. Vitamin D levels during pregnancy is linked with child IQ. Now, before I even get started on this, this is interesting because I used to do, back when we used to do the nutrition conferences, seminars that we used to do in person uh, back at our old office in Chelsea before we moved up to uh, Madison Avenue and 59th Street, uh, I gave a, a, a good seminar on vitamin D And vitamin D is important for so many things, but I know that even in utero, that pregnant women who had enough vitamin D during pregnancy, their children had a lower chance of developing the autoimmune type 1 diabetes, where the the beta cells of the pancreas are, are attacked and destroyed by the immune system. This is known as type 1 diabetes. It's also a juvenile type diabetes. It's more common in children, which is very interesting. So I know vitamin E is, uh, vitamin D, vitamin D is, is critically important there. And now this study from the Journal of Nutrition from last November is about vitamin D levels during pre- pregnancy 
being linked with child's IQ. Now we know how critical vitamin D is and all the functions in the body. A mother's vitamin D supply is passed to her baby in utero and helps regulate processes, including brain development. A study published in the Journal of Nutrition showed that mother's vitamin D levels during pregnancy were associated with their children's IQ, suggesting that higher vitamin D levels in pregnancy may lead to greater childhood IQ scores. I'm just imagining a pregnant woman out on the beach getting a suntan, getting her vitamin D. I like that. I like that visual. Um, the study also identified significantly lower levels of vitamin D levels among black pregnant women. And now this is interesting. And before I go on, uh, well, let me go on and then I'll, I'll explain. So they found lower levels of vitamin D among black pregnant women. So the lead author of the study, uh, and, a and, a child health behavior development, uh, at Seattle Children's Research Institute, said that vitamin D is common among the general population as well as pregnant women, but notes that black women are at greater risk. And she hopes the study will help healthcare providers address disparities among women of color and those who are at higher risk for vitamin D deficiency. And according to, to the author, as many as 80% of black women in the U.S. may be deficient in vitamin D. And of the women who participated in the study, approximately 46% of the mothers were deficient in vitamin D during their pregnancy and vitamin D levels were lower among black women compared to white women. Now, coming back to the webinar on, uh, or rather the seminar, because everything is a webinar now, right? hardly any in-person seminars, even to the medical conferences I used to attend, they're all going virtual. So here we are. Hopefully one day that's going to change because uh, it's nice to have more contact with people. It's good for us. It's good for our health. Uh, going back to my seminar in vitamin D that I used to give at the Hoffman Center Lecture Series that I've done on my own, I've done with Dr. Hoffman as well. We've often tag-teamed these seminars. And the one that I did on vitamin D, I remember that people with white skin, white people need less time in the sunlight because they don't have the melanin protecting them against the sun's rays the way a darker skinned person would. So a white skinned person, a Caucasian, a white person only needs maybe five, maybe up to 10 minutes in the sun to get for their bodies to make about 10,000 IU of vitamin D or something like that, or maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I believe it's 20 minutes to get about that much vitamin uh, D. Now, black people, darker skinned people, black and brown people, those with more melanin, it's almost like a shield against the sun's rays, right? So black people have to spend four to five times more time in the sun 
than white people to get the same amount of vitamin D. Now, this is what may be at play here in these disparities that these researchers are seeing in this particular study about black pregnant women having lower vitamin D. You know, imagine, uh, uh, you'd have to spend four to five times more, an hour and a half, you know, 20 minutes times four or five, I mean, two hours, three hours in the sun without sunblock to get vitamin D. Now, yeah, but you're probably saying, but what about food sources of vitamin D? What about, well, yeah, food sources don't have a lot. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later when I talk more about this article. There is another thing that is happening in the African-American population. There is a genetic predisposition that was uncovered some years ago. The amount of vitamin D that we are absorbing also has to do with the vitamin D receptors in our cells and our organs, all of that. Apparently, genetically, African-Americans have less VDR, vitamin D receptors. They have less VDR throughout their body. So it could be, I wonder, because, you know, the creation of melanin and hot climates, how white skin turned to black or black skin actually turning to white. If you look at evolution and history and all of that, the more people migrated further north, away from Africa, away from the equator, away from really north. We're talking Northern Europe. We're talking Scandinavia. We're talking all of that. The lighter their skin became. It's like a natural selection so that those folks who migrated so much further north needed the, the least amount of time in the sun to get any vitamin D at all. And remember, when we're out in the sun getting vitamin D, and up here in the Northeast, it's really between April and October, where the UVB rays are available because the sun is higher up rather than lower, right? We're starting to see the sun's angles change. I could tell by the way it streams into my living room here. It's just lovely. I love coming up on this time of year where there's more sunlight coming in. <clears throat> Remember that um, when we're getting, when we're out, say in the spring and the summer, getting a lot of sun, our body takes what it needs of the UVBAs. It reacts with the 7-dehydrocholesterol uh, under our skin. That is if you're under the age of 60 or 65, because over that age, you have less of that 7-dehydrocholesterol under your skin. And certainly if you're taking a cholesterol-lowering medication, a statin, a Lipitor, a Zocor, all of those, you're not, you don't have enough cholesterol to make the vitamin D. Anyway, um, uh, but I digress there a little bit, although it's, it's pertinent. When we're getting enough sun, our bodies know when to shut it down. When the body's made 10,000, 20,000 IU or whatever, it naturally shuts down any more manufacture of vitamin D. Our bodies do this naturally. And it's different when you take a supplement, right? When you're taking a supplement, we have to monitor levels. We like to monitor levels about twice a year because the dosage of vitamin D will always change. You're not always going to take 2,000 IU every day or 5,000 IU every day. It could be that you're going to take a higher dosage over the winter time than over the summer when you tend to be out and getting vitamin D. And remember, 
When you're out in the sunshine, it's got to be where the UVB rays are available. Again, in the northeast here, it's between April and October, and those UVB rays are up between 11 a.m. and about 1. So we're talking lunchtime, not 10 a.m., not 3 p.m. when your dermatologist says it's safer to go out. No, that's not when the UVB rays are present. They're present between 11 a.m. and 1. But you must go out there without your sunblock. If you are wearing a sunscreen as low as 8, 8 SPF, you're blocking over 90% of the sun's UVB, UVB rays. So, of course, we want everyone to get uh, sun exposure, but moderate sun exposure. We don't want you to burn. We don't want any of that. Get enough so that your skin is not burning, but it's very, 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 very slightly pink. Maybe 10 minutes for you. Maybe 20 minutes for you. Right? If you're African-American, if you have black skin, brown skin, that requires more time. But we don't want you to burn. So be responsible. And after you've spent the quality time out in the sun, around lunchtime, that you come back in and put on your sunblock so that you're getting sunlight responsibly. It sounds like getting responsible. Sun it's like drinking responsibly. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean. Let me go on with the study. So it could be the disparity for black women is they need more time in the sun to get the same amount of vitamin D as white women when it's via sunlight. And there's also the genetic component for many, for many black people where they don't have enough vitamin D receptors. And this is very, very interesting. And it was just discovered in the previous years. So anyway, um, so let's see. They, the authors used their data in a cohort in Tennessee called the Conditions Affecting Neurocognitive Development Learning in Early Childhood, the CANDLE study, the CANDLE study is the acronym. They recruited pregnant women to join the study starting in 2006 and collected information over time about their children's health and development. And after controlling for several other factors related to IQ, higher vitamin D levels in pregnancy were associated with higher IQ in children ages four to six years old. Although observational studies like this one cannot prove causation, the researchers believe the findings have important implications and warrant further research, of course. Vitamin D deficiency is quite prevalent. We know this. The good news is there is a relatively easy solution. It could be difficult to get adequate vitamin D through diet, and not, not everyone can make up for this gap through sun exposure. So a good solution is to take a supplement. So the recommended daily intake of vitamin D is 600 international units. In my opinion, that's not going to get you anywhere. And certainly not if you're pregnant. I want you on about 2,000, but I want to know what your vitamin D is as before you become pregnant and into your pregnancy. So on average, Americans consume less than 200 IU in their diet. So if people aren't making up that gap through sun exposure or supplementation, the author said that people will probably become deficient, and that is true. So foods that contain higher levels of vitamin D include fatty fish, like salmon, 
eggs have some vitamin D, and fortified sources like milk, cow's milk. A quart of milk contains a total of 400 IU of vitamin D. So per eight ounce glass is 100 IU of vitamin D. That's nothing. And I don't want you to drink a quart of milk. And especially if you're not having dairy. It's also in fortified breakfast cereals, which are, in my opinion, kind of junky. So vitamin D, the authors do note that it's one of the most difficult nutrients to get in adequate amounts from our diets. You'd have to eat mushrooms that have been ripened in the sunlight, but not just a portion, about a bushel. That's too much, okay? So additional research is needed to determine the optimal levels of vitamin D in pregnancy. But the authors hope the study will help to develop nutritional recommendations for pregnant women, especially among black women and those at high risk for vitamin D deficiency. Nutritional supplementation and screening may be an impactful strategy for reducing health disparities. Again, it's very important to get vitamin D levels checked. I know for pregnant women, one of the things that I request, or women, clients of mine who are planning to become pregnant, they're not pregnant yet, I tell them, okay, I want to know your vitamin D. I want to know if you have any heavy metals in your body that you need to have detoxed out before you become pregnant. Is there mercury? Is there arsenic? Is there lead? Is there aluminum? You don't want that during pregnancy. And I also, I also educate them on organic sources of foods, foods that are not tainted, right? Or as little pesticide, herbicide, any of that as possible, the cleanest foods possible. And to maybe start taking that prenatal vitamin even before you become pregnant. But definitely a vitamin D. And a good fish oil with, uh, with additional DHA. Because DHA is important for the, for the brain and the eyes of the fetus in development. So they're important things. But this vitamin D study is very interesting. I, I wonder why the authors did not. Here's my critique of this study. Did the authors not know? Were they not aware of the genetic predisposition of the African-American population in, in possibly not getting enough uh, vitamin D because of the issue of vitamin D receptors? Because this is critically important. It's a confounder that needs to be adjusted for in the study, right? It's not that, it's not why aren't black women getting enough vitamin D or why are they not being advised? That, that's not the case, in my opinion. In my opinion, there's some genetics going on, and there's the fact of the melanin in the skin. Darker-skinned people need more time in the sun to get adequate amounts of vitamin D. White people, 10, 20 minutes. Black people, maybe two hours during UVB ray time, which is between 11 and 1. And I know not a lot of people anymore spend two hours in the sun, especially at high noon, right? Because they think it's dangerous. They're slathering on the, uh, the, the sunblock. And I don't want anyone to burn. So, of course, if two hours is going to burn you, I don't want you out there that long. Put that sunblock on. Make sure it's a natural sunblock, please. Don't slather something on your skin that's going to give you cancer or is full of 
endocrine disruptors or phthalates and parabens and who knows what, gender benders we call them, these endocrine disruptors. Maybe it's all this slathering on of the stuff that's causing cancer. So if you want to learn more about, well, what's the safest sunblock to get? Go to safecosmetics.org. That's safecosmetics.org. And they rate different products, different manufacturers of various cosmetics, including sunscreen and sunblock. And they rate it high risk, low risk, all of that. This is important. You know, just as I don't want you wearing antiperspirant under your arms. Why? Because it's full of a new aluminum. I don't want you putting plastic in the microwave. It's releasing a lot of chemicals that are harmful. Dioxin-type chemicals that are harmful. Even if it says microwave safe, so what? No, don't. You put the food in a microwave safe container and then you use the microwave. There is a whole lot of things that we need to think about. But this study in the Journal of Nutrition is very, very interesting. So be aware, people of color, you may have a genetic glitch that's showing you chronically low in vitamin D. Your supplementation need may be higher. Also, if you're on certain medications, like steroid medications or anti-seizure medications, that blocks vitamin D absorption or production. Are you overweight or obese? Your fat cells are sequestering vitamin D. We've seen this in obese people where vitamin D is chronically low, even though we're giving them so much vitamin D. It's being sequestered by their fat cells. Their vitamin D levels don't come up until they lose weight. There are many impacts for vitamin D in the body. And we must note all of them. These are confounders for this particular study. So that's my critique of the study, but it's very interesting. So, again, I want to remind you to email me at radioprogram at aol.com with any questions, topics of interest. And I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.